time when I heard that song, when I heard that, heard, heard, when I heard those names, girls, 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 man like Jay Z and I think it was it Pharrell, I don't even know. But yeah, it's been peak. The first week, like I was struggling on how to even attack where we're gonna go with this. I was struggling, um, you know. And eventually, I got through it. You know, we talked about a lot of things. It was a long session. You know, one of our longest ones with me by myself, you know, I touched on, you know, the whole essence of being man enough for God to present you a woman. I spoke about the ability to, to define a woman, to name her. I spoke about how, you know, you can see her body. You know, I asked you guys, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you think about a girl? A lot of us spoke about it was her body. We spoke about bunda, talked about her bosom, you know, her beauty. You know, and I talked about how, you know, every girl, all girls have that. But then there's there's the if you wanna if you wanna find a wife there's a there's a there's a thing of where you gotta see the beauty you know see everything see the goodness of the God's creation but you gotta see her spoke about value spoke about you know how has life shaped our perspective you spoke about how you know the first time Adam saw her he had to see her first before he was able to identify her and name her. And if we talk about the power of the visual man, you know what I mean? We talk about how, you know, how that was pure before the fall and how it's now been perverted after the fall, how man has lost his ability to, to really see women as women, as something of substance, of value, not just frame. We spoke about, you know, us being, you know, having covenant eyes, covenant hearts, you know, we spoke about us having, sorry, sanctified minds and heirs and hearts to see correctly. We spoke about a lot of things, you know, I'm just going to go through the list. We spoke about a lot of things. We spoke about how, you know, in Ephesians 5, the, the man, um, God says that you should love your wife as you love your own body and you nourish it and take care of it. We talk about how, you know, man's ability to love a woman comes from his ability to love himself. That sometimes the inability to love somebody properly, a woman properly, is because he's, he has a broken relationship with loving himself properly, has a broken relationship with knowing that God loves him. Spoke about, um, spoke about, you know, there's, you know, man them love, you know, man them love, man them, man them, there's a difference between a girl and a woman. You know, women, you know, girls has a connotation of, 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 of people that we play with and we do things with. But then um, a woman is someone that's of a standard and, 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 and of a set. And I said, look, man them can love many girls. You know, boys can love many girls. It takes, a, it takes a real man to love a woman, you know? And obviously we spoke about, you know, Christian girls talk about they want a good man, but when they find a good man, they say, oh, he's just a friend. You know, I mean, we talk about why do, you know, um, why, do, why do men, Christian men, friend zone their, um, what's it called? Um, 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 friend zone their soulmates. That one there was interesting because the girls calling a good man who calls him her at 12 p.m. and not 12 a.m., only got like three or four comments. But then the post about why do Christian men friend zone their soulmate got over 100 comments. So there was a lot of palaver. And the man then said, yo, let's take this to, to, to Instagram Live. And that Instagram Live started at 9 p.m. and it finished at 1.30 a.m. You know, big up man like Jermaine. Jermaine was interviewing a few of us. Big up a babe and a Bible. You know, big up Tosan. Big up, um, who else came on? Um, Leon. Um, who else came on now? I can't remember who else came on right now. Forgive me for forgetting your name. 
But, you know, we had a good conversation about, you know, is it possible? Is it real? Do Christian guys really friend zone their, their soulmates, X, Y, and Z? You know, I had a nice heated debate. You know, then my, then my lovely wife and, and our bro, Iman, you know, got into, got into a nice little back and forth about, you know, the, the state of, of, of man them and, and uh, <laughs> a girl them. She's here in the kitchen. Yeah, don't know. Say hi, sweetheart. Hi. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it was, it was techie still. It ended well, though, you know, it ended well. But I said, you know what? We need to do a round two. And lo and behold, we did a round two. Come on. Last week, Monday, myself, Emmanuel, and Susan, you know, we came up on here and we, and we talked out some things. You get what I'm saying, man? It was, it was beautiful. It was good, man. You know, uh, we had a, over 100 of you guys locked in on, on, that, on that live. Today, we've got 35. See, this is, this is what happens when you invite females into men's session, the females turn up. Where are the men then? But anyways, I won't even go there tonight. But um, we bless God. You know, it was a beautiful time. You know, we got, to, we got to show our views, our different perspectives. You know, Susan was giving us a holy drag. You know, be a man of your word. You know, Eman had to come and rescue us. You know what I'm saying? We had to, you know, it was, it was, it was a good time. It was a good time where, you know, I think everybody got challenged to, to step up the game, you know what I mean? And especially as men, you know, the whole area of emotional intelligence, the whole area of us being able to connect um, on an emotional level um, and with our partners and, and be available and, 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 you know, and, and show the same energy as we do for football and other things as we do when it comes to engaging our wives. And, and it was beautiful for the women to even understand what happens in the world, in the frame of a, world, of a, of a man's world and his mind and, and, and why he does certain things, you know. The disconnects between him and, uh, and, and family and all, all, all types of things. Yeah, Susan, Susan came for us. She cooked us, yeah, she gave us licked it. Wow, see? Don't worry, I'm not bringing her, her on, on her again. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? It was techie, guys. Everything I'm saying right now does not do that session a service. You need to go and watch that thing and, and let it bless your life. It ended up in prayer, you know, in our prophecy and all, our, and all, our, all of our preach as well. So today um, and next week, um, next week, God willing, I'll have a few more guests with me. Uh, we're going to really just do like a, a Q&A. Um, I want to like touch on these girls, girls, girls from, a, from another perspective um, you know, a typical one that we hear in Christendom, but I don't know, it's been in my mind all throughout the day. I didn't want to talk about it, you know, but I'm going to talk about it because I thought somebody needs to hear it. Um, you know, and we're going to go to Proverbs chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6. We're going to go to Proverbs chapter 6. When you're there, say amen in the comments. Proverbs chapter 6. Um, is it Proverbs chapter 6 I want to go to, or is it 5? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to talk about, you know, the type of woman that you should flee. <laughs> I want to talk about the danger of loving and pursuing the wrong one. Random. Let me let me hear some some fire emojis in the comments, bro. We're, we're going there, we're going there, we're going there, we're going there. I want to talk about, you know, what the Bible, how the Bible admonishes us in the area of 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 of, of lusting after the beauty of an adulterous woman. Hmm, it's going to get meaty today. I'm gonna to do my best to do it in all in all um 
decency and in honor. I don't know there's females on here. I don't want to get no YouTube videos about me on, on Instagram. The IO is a, um, what's it, what they call us now? Misonogist or whatever it is, mate. Bruv. I just want to talk about what the Bible says. <laughs> me there. Yeah, thank you, man. The shirt's nice, in it? It's hot in this house. So I was like, look, man, I've got to dress really thin today. You get what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, man. Uh, Proverbs chapter 6, verse 20. We'll, we'll go to 5, and we might end up in 7. I'm, I'm going to spend a short time here. I just want to even encourage somebody in the life today. I feel, I feel like somebody on a life today needs encouragement in this area. And we're going to even dissect it in a way that all of us can, can glean from this. And we're going to see how the home, father and mother what they do say and what they don't say sets us up and how we approach women in life yeah so before we go to the word let's just say father in the name of jesus I just want to honor you want to thank you want to bless you for all that you have done and what you've done in these last three weeks tonight i pray that you your holy spirit will take charge and take authority and take leadership i pray that the words of your book of the bible oh god your words of life will speak to us today may we glean wisdom may we glean insight may we glean knowledge and may we glean understanding from your word may the word of god be so dwelling richly in our hearts that we will not sin against you in jesus name we pray amen proverbs chapter 6 verse 20 i want to um i might read it from the passion translation actually and then maybe after that, I'll do um, NIV. So, it says, my son, obey, yeah, obey your father's godly instruction and follow your mother's life-giving teaching. Fill your heart with their advice and let your life be shaped by what they've taught you their wisdom will guide you wherever you go and keep you from bringing harm to yourself their destruction so their, their instruction will whisper to you at every sunrise and direct you through a brand new day oh god's word is sweet it says for truth is a bright beam of light Shining into every area of your life. Instruction, instructing, sorry, and correcting you to discover the ways to godly living. Verse 24. Let's go into this now. Truth will protect you from immorality and from the proximity of another man's wife. Your heart won't be enticed by her flatteries. Or lost over her beauty, nor will you, nor will her suggestive ways conquer you. Prostitutes reduce a man to poverty. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. And the adulteress steals your soul. My good God, she may even cost you your life. <laughs> Are we hearing God, men? For how can a man light his pants? On fire and not be burned? Can he walk over hot coils and not blister his feet? Verse 29. What makes you think that you can sleep with another man's wife and not get caught? <laughs> Do you really think you would get away with it? 
Don't you know it will ruin your life? Oh, the Bible speaks, well. Don't you know that it will ruin your life? <laughs> hey, don't you know it will ruin your life? Verse 30. You can almost excuse a thief if he steals to feed his own family. But if he's caught, he has to pay back what he sold, stole, sorry, sevenfold. But if he's caught, sorry, his punishment and fine will cost him greatly. Verse 32. Don't be so stupid as to think you can get away with your adultery. It will destroy your life. And you will pay the price for the rest of your days. You discover what humiliation and shame and disgrace are all about. For no one will ever let you forget what you've done. Verse 34, a husband's jealousy makes a man furious. Come on. He won't spare you when he comes to take revenge. Try all you want to talk your way out of it. <laughs> Offer him a bride and see if you can manipulate him with your money. Nothing will turn him aside when he comes to you with vengeance in his eye. This is Proverbs chapter 6, verse 20 to 35 in the Passion Translation. This is Proverbs chapter 6, verse 20 to 35. In the Passion Translation, the Word of God is sweet. I mean, the Word of God is sweet. Man, them, the Word of God is sweet. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 20 to 35. If you've been convicted, that's, that's, that's type yepa in the comments. <laughs> you have been convicted, hashtag Say no to adultery. Fam, man them, this chapter is loaded. So, I want to start from the top. I want to start from the top. I'm going on a journey. Um, and I believe this will, this will encourage everybody, whether you're about that promiscuous life or not, there are gems in here that will teach us for years to come on how to stay pure. You know, as I, as I was reading it, men of God, let me be real with you, men of God. As I was reading it, I was a man of a conversation I had with my bro, um, um, Apostle Oscar. And um, we were just like, you saw a pattern with all the great men of God. And there was a pattern that we saw that, huh, women were like the common denominator to their downfall. Now, I'm not trying to say that it's, you know, women are the problem here, Okay. The only way they can tempt us is because we have something within ourselves. We all know that. We've all agreed with that. But the reality was there was this area of frailty in man. There was this um, 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 playbook by the evil one. You know, there was this Jezebel agenda. We're going to talk about the real talk. We're going to talk about Jezebel in context now. You know, even though it wasn't just sexual, she was a controller and a manipulator, somebody who wanted to assert authority. You know, Ahab, very passive man. He wanted glory for himself and his wife would use his desires for her own gain. There's a consistent agenda where men of God would fall into sexual immorality. And um, 
you know, we debated on it and how, why is this, what not. And I, I was just like, when a man no longer is standing on his knees, then he's on a place, position, should I say, to fall. And I, 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 I just submitted it to be, you know what, there are times where, or not even a time, most times the foundation of how we build our lives and what we do, we don't always put in check or we don't always consistently do what we're doing at the beginning at the end. So we see David, you know, at the height of his career and we saw one glance took him and took him to the greatest, you know, I would say his greatest error, his greatest fall, his greatest sin in life. And um, in, in, in saying all of that, men, I, I believe we should glean wisdom from her. You know, this, this scripture is loaded and tells us the consequences, the reality of what this thing does to us. Yeah? So, I'm going to read, I'm going to start from verse 20. And I'm reading in the Passion Translation. Sorry for my Reformed people there. I know you don't like the translation. I'm so sorry. We'll probably read NIV afterwards. But I want to read the Passion Translation because the Passion Translation... It, it, it expounds upon it in a great way. The first thing Solomon says to us is, My son, obey your father's instruction and follow your mother's life-giving teaching. Two instructions in that first, in that first verse. Solomon says, My son. So therefore, as a son... You must what? Be in submission and you must what? Be in, um, in compliance with what is being um, 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 iterated straight afterwards. You are a son. You have a father. You have allegiance to do what he tells you to do. Yeah? You're a son. You're not a slave. You're not a hireling. You're not a, um, you know, you know, I can say something wrong there. You're not someone that is not legitimate. You know what I mean? You're a son. Obey your father's godly instruction and follow your mother's life-giving teaching. Instruction, teaching. Fathers instruct, mothers teach. So straight away, before this son can get into any issue with adultery, the first thing first is this. He has to be in an environment of a home where he's being taught by his mother and he's being instructed by his father. And he is being told to, to obey instruction, a.k.a. They're very interesting. The father instructs, do what I told you to do, a.k.a. Don't ask me why. Have enough trust that if my father says, Ayo, don't do that, he's telling me for a good reason. And follow. Now talking about the, 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 the movement of my life. Because my father can instruct me, guess what? To go to Croydon to get something for him. But it's my mother's teaching that will stop me from going to Croydon and doing something else above what he's also instructed me to do. Are you seeing this now? It's my mother's teaching, her, her, her ability to raise my self-awareness, her ability to teach me how to be in touch with my emotions, the, the ability for her to tell me, look, this is how you do something when this happens. She ensures that I obey my father's instruction 
to the letter without distraction. Obey your father's instruction. Follow your mother's life-giving teaching. Meaning, I said today earlier, teaching is the best form of deliverance. Sometimes it isn't that we don't know what we shouldn't do. It's about sometimes we get into situations and we don't know what to do. We all know that you shouldn't commit adultery. So we don't go looking for it. But what happens, bro, when I see someone? Ooh. What happens, bro, when she hollers at me? Your mother's life-giving teaching teaches you how to maneuver situations. Are you guys hearing God today? This, this is wisdom. This is wisdom. Because there will always be seduction. There will always be temptation. The Bible says temptation is coming to all men. But God is faithful to provide a way out. This way out is by way of wisdom, by way of instruction, by way of teaching. Which one will you take heed to today? My son. My son. Obey your father's godly instruction. And follow your mother's life-giving teaching. So straight away, I can argue that the reason for the heightened levels of, 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 of the promiscuous behaviour of our adulterous generation, of this lust-driven generation, is that there was a broken system, a broken paradigm of family in the home. How many of us have relationship with our fathers to even hear instruction? How many of us are actually really respecting our mothers that we should and follow their teaching? How many of us? So once again, man, then, if you flip the script now and talk to us as Men's Monday in context now, we're going to discuss about the fact that we're, we, we want to be men. Men's Monday, 4th of men. Realise that you can lay a foundation for the purity of your sons and daughters in demonstrating purity between you and your wife. Every issue in society starts from the home. This thing of purity starts with us. You see, there's something that that's what I'm saying. And I'm not saying that sons can't disobey and sons can't whatever and do their own thing. But let's talk about going back to the root and the foundation, about setting up a model and a framework that if they can take heed to as sons and daughters, they can flourish and, and, and prosper in living a godly life. It starts with us. It starts with us marrying a woman who's, who, who has the ability to teach, who's worthy of teaching them. I want to say where we teach them. I'm talking about the fact that, that you marry somebody that's not going to give us our sons and daughters false and, and unwise counsel. She's going to teach them good things because she herself is a good woman. The next verse, 21. Fill your heart. Sons, fill your heart with their advice. Let your life be shaped by what they've taught. Let me see. Look at the language here. Look at the language here. Look at the language here. Look at the language. Fill your heart. 
How can a young man keep his way pure? Come on. I have hidden your word in my heart. Let no man say he is tempted by God. He's tempted from desires within. So what's happening here? The instructions and the teachings, the advice, the counsel of our parents, of our elders, of our mentors, of our big bros, of, our, of, 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 of those we look up to. Their words should fill our hearts. My life should be shaped by what they've taught me. Verse 22. You know, minute 21. Fill your heart. The Bible also says, God your heart for out of your heart flows the issues of life look don't you find it interesting yeah that they this scripture is echoing words echoing words echoing words it didn't say my son copy your daddy's behavior it didn't say my son um 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 um, 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 um and repeat what your mom and um, repeat what your mom does he, he, he said he said obey in order to obey you must first hear to follow in order to follow you must first hear so why am i saying why am i echoing this because words are more powerful than we think death and life is in the power of the tongue and those who love it shall eat its fruit the bible also says that we live by faith and faith cometh by hearing, hearing the word of God. Meaning, every single person is living out according to what they have previously heard. And God, in his infinite wisdom, he said, when I'm going to give them something to refer to, I'm going to give them a book filled with words. So one of the first stage of a man um, 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 beginning to, 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 to decline, of a man beginning to fall back into his own ways, is because a man has neglected the power of following the word of life. The Bible says to guard your heart, because out of it flows the issues of life. So the Bible now says that the place in which I should store the word, the Bible said that the word of God, let the word of Christ let the word of God dwell rich in your heart. Let Christ dwell richly in your heart. Um, the Bible says that by faith, Christ makes his home in your heart. So there's something about that, that happens that you must, when you get saved, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. Words are timeless. The same word that was spoken in the beginning is still happening now. Look at the sky. Words don't have expiry dates. Why am I echoing this word thing here, guys? Because to the degree of what you believe is what you're going to become. And the Bible is echoing to us that when we guard our hearts, we stop issues of life. Every issue that you're facing right now is according to the conversations you're having in your heart. Are the words in your heart the words of life? Are the words in your heart Advice from hell. 
So every issue you find yourself in, particularly with women now, always starts from the heart. Always. And the question has to be now, man of God, are we monitoring, are we looking at what's inside the heart? Are we filling our hearts with their words? Is it then now shaping our lives by what we've been taught? Do you see what happens there? When, when, when sound counsel enters your heart, it becomes teaching that ensures you shape your life by. This is why when Jesus preached to us, when he gave the parable of the sower, he always spoke about these words that I speak will only bear fruit according to the condition of your heart. Is your heart of good soil? Men, are you humble? James 1.21 Get rid of all sin and filth in your life and humbly receive the word of God that's been planted in you. That has the power to save your soul. Once again, the word. The word, the word, the word, the word, the word. The word. The word. The word. Has the power to save your soul. Verse 22. Are you guys following me here, yeah? It starts through what we hear. It has to enter here. And then it shapes us all out here. Do not undermine the advice, the counsel, the conversations you're having. Let's be real for a minute, men. A lot of us are, a lot of our, of our understanding of women came from the conversations we had with other men. And how many of it was really positive? Let's talk the real talk. If I'm going to be real, growing up as a, even as a believer, when we spoke about girls, it still had the undertone of the whole, you know what I'm saying, bro? We're discussing things that we ought not to be discussing. Let's talk this real. Let's talk this real. And it was only a reflection of what was in our hearts. It was only a reflection of what we were missing at home. It was only a reflection of the bad company that we were around that corrupted good character, that corrupted any ounce of goodness in our hearts. So there's a heart check happening right now that I'm feeling through the word of God right now. And when we check our hearts and we see wrong, don't condemn yourself. Don't condemn yourself. These are the opportune times to get vulnerable and start discussing matters of the heart. Hallelujah. Amen. Fam, time is gone. Verse 22. Their wisdom will guide you wherever you go and will keep you bringing harm to yourself. Listen, their wisdom will guide you wherever you go. Come on, man. Read the Bible slow sometimes and will keep you from bringing harm to yourself. He, see, this is deep because now I see responsibility keeping you from bringing harm to yourself. The way I can keep harm coming from me is by letting wisdom guide me maybe the harm and the pain and, and my issues in life are just a product of a lack of wisdom i don't like to listen 
I like to do things my way. And the Bible, sorry, not the Bible, life says that if you don't hear, you will feel. <laughs> so wisdom will keep you from pain. Not absolutely, but from great much pain that's not necessary. Their instruction will whisper to you at every sunrise. Hear this word, my God. Their instruction will whisper to you. Do you know why I repeat sentences? Because in your mind, you, you our minds are, 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 are the way that our minds, our brain is formed. Is, is brain is formed to 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 um, to, um, um, to 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 respond to repetition. So when we when they say stuff to us all the time, they're ringing a bell in our head. They know that's going to go into us, and we're going to remember. And the Bible says their instruction will whisper to you at every sunrise. I pray that tomorrow morning you will hear Ayo say, get wisdom, get wisdom, get wisdom. It will ring in your head when you wake up at sunrise and it will direct you through a brand new day. God, this is beautiful. Imagine waking up every day and just having the word of God being whispered into your ears. Oh, Jesus. Verse 23. For truth is a bright beam of light shining into every area of your life, instructing and correcting you to discover the ways to godly living. Listen to this word. Wow, the Bible was sweet. For truth is a bright beam of light it shines into every area of your life instructing and correcting you to discover the ways to godly living this is the word of god this is the word of god this is the power of truth the truth that will set you free it comes as a light. It exposes the hidden and dark things. And it doesn't condemn. No, 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 no. It instructs and it corrects. And it takes you into a journey of discovering the ways of godly living. Men of God. Men of God. We must rediscover the journey, the adventure of, 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 of finding out how to live a godly life through how we live, through practice, through experience that comes and is informed by truth. It's not enough to know what it says. You've got to let the word of God read you. It's not enough. Just to read what it says. No, 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 no. You've got to let the word of God read. You've got to let it expose. You've got to let that two-edged sword come and, 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 and discern the motives of your hearts. You've got to open up and say, Father, search me and know me. You've got to allow his instructions, his discipline, his correction to come into your life. And through instruction and through correction, you come into a journey and you come into a, an adventure of discovery. So it's okay, men, to get things wrong. It really is. 
It really is. It's okay, men, to mess up hair. Your manhood is not defined by how many rights and wrongs. No, no, your manhood is defined. Are you willing to listen? Are you willing to be corrected? Are you willing to be dis discipled, to be disciplined? Are you willing to be reproved? Are you willing to learn obedience? The Bible says that Jesus learned obedience through what he, what he suffered. His suffering was a journey. He was a part of the journey. And through those part of the journey, where there was suffering present, though he was a son, he was learning obedience. Though obedience is, 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 is supposed to be a, a practice, it is also learned. And it can only be learned if you're willing to be a son who will listen, my God, listen to the instruction of his father. Listen to the teaching of his mother. Listen. Listen. We have two ears. Be slow to speak. Be quick to listen. Come on. This is the power of truth. This is the power of truth. It will beam light. It will expose you. It will show you who you really are. Not to condemn you. God reveals to redeem. But to correct and to instruct you. To discover the ways of godly living. In order to discover the godly life, we must be open to instructions and correction. And I think Emmanuel spoke about it last week. How many of you are really submitted to men in your life? Are you even submitted to one another? Are you willing to be told, bro, no? What's your attitude like? Are you humble? Are you prideful? Sort it out. If you don't sort it out, this will happen to you. <laughs> Verse 24. Wow. I feel blessed today, man. The word of God is blessing me good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 24. Guys. Whew. Let me just pause for a moment. Let's just digest that moment there. We've got to listen. We've got to listen. We've got to listen. We have to listen. Men's Monday right now, you have to listen. You have to listen. You've got to let his word not go through hair and come out hair. You've got to let his word go through both ears and get down hair. It's a heart thing. Fill your heart with what I'm saying right now. Fill your heart with the word of God right now. Once again, you've got to get responsible. You've got to get disciplined. You've got to get practical. You've got, you've, got, you've, got, you've got to get intentional. Come on. You've got to be like, when I became a man, I'm putting away childish things. I ain't got an excuse either for why I'm not doing it. Guess what? I'm going to take ownership and do it now. You feel me, brothers? Be encouraged. Listen. And do what he says. In Jesus' name. 24, verse 24. Time has gone. My God. Truth will protect you from immorality and from the promiscuity of another man's wife. Sorry. Your heart won't be enticed by her flatteries or lost over her beauty. 
Nor will her suggest this waste conquer you. Hey, 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 hey. Hey. <laughs> Truth will protect you from sexual immorality. Truth will protect you. Listen to the language. Truth will protect you. Truth doesn't say the hot woman doesn't exist. Truth will protect you from following, falling into the trap of the of the of the hot woman. Yeah, it's what I like. you know what I like about God. He's acknowledging what could go wrong and is telling you how to not end up in what will go wrong. Truth, truth, and too many of us are lying to ourselves. Why are we lying to ourselves? How are we lying to ourselves? You're hearing me talk right now. You're listening, but you're not practicing. And James 1.22 says that he that does that deceives himself. The art of self-deception is being able to listen and not practice. So of course, truth will protect you. Because truth didn't really enter you because you didn't allow what you heard to go into your heart and to become a part of your life. Come on, men of God. The greatest, let's be real. Let's be real. Us Christian men, let's be real. We always say that I can handle it. I can handle it. I can handle it. We lie to ourselves. We don't know ourselves. We don't know our boundaries. So we lie to ourselves. We say, I can handle it. You know, God's got me. But we deceive ourselves because, yes, God's got you. But guess what? You know you can't handle being there. So what do we do? We become perverters of the word. What do we do? We mishandle the word. We now use the word in, 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 in loftiness of speech. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can handle that situation. And guess what? But this time we know. We know the truth that no, I can't go there. And what happens? We go there in the guise of the truth by confessing it. But we don't actually have allowed it to be, it's not, it hasn't actually become a product of our hearts. It hasn't sucked in our hearts. It hasn't, it hasn't actually addressed the area of is in our hearts where it says you cannot, others can. We lie to ourselves. We're prideful and pride comes before full. Pride comes before destruction. May we not be men who are peddlers of the word of God, who, who speak his word in vain, but not have it in our hearts. Guys, self-deception. Quote the word, but you don't live it. Quote the word, but it ain't convicted you. Quote the word, but it ain't entered your heart. Quote the word, and you haven't allowed it to try you and to test you. And you sound holy, you look holy. And then you fall where you didn't take heed to yourself. My good God, God is talking to us tonight. Do not be a peddler. Do not be a mishandler. Do not pervert the word of God. Do not speak something you have not lived. John Maxwell echoes it tonight. He's in his book. He says, unlived truth. The ability to speak something you ain't lived. And dare I say, there are many tweeters, 
many Instagrammers, many Facebookers, many Snapchatters who can talk a truth they ain't lived. Can tweet a tweet that they ain't lived. Can write an Instagram post that is a story that they ain't lived. Do you not know you will be judged by every word that you speak? Every vain word, every passing, God will bring every single confession out of your mouth into judgment. My friend, be slow to speak. Not many of you ought to be teachers, for teachers come under stricter judgment. He said to us, take heed to how you hear. Come on, men of God. Come on. Don't be quick to tweak revelation that has not sunk into your life. I'm telling you, my preacher's friend will tell you. When you the, the, the greatest times where I've preached good messages is because that message was first preached to myself has first tried me. I have become the preach. So when I speak, I speak with an authority of somebody that has overcome, not somebody that's just talking from the sky. Let's be men, like Emmanuel said, that have been vetters of the word. Truth will protect you. Truth will protect you. Truth will protect you. Truth will protect you from immorality, from the promiscuity of another man's wife. Your heart won't be enticed by her flatteries. You will not lust over her beauty, nor will her suggestive ways conquer you. My God. Your heart won't be enticed. You won't lost over her beauty and her suggestive seduction ways will not conquer you. And I announce tonight that we will be practicers and doers of the truth. That truth will be like a belt that will hold up our armor. That truth will be like a buckler that will keep us from harm. That truth will be a standard in which we stand upon and preach. That truth will characterize my, our thinking, our heart's desires. That truth will sanctify every ounce of worriness in our lives. That the truth will set us free from the prison of self and self-deception and lies and isms of the evil one. Truth! May the spirit of truth reign in you. Come on, men of God. There has to be a longing for the truth. You've got to get into the habit of telling the truth. You've got to, you've got, you've got to confess. You've got to confess. You've got to repent. You've got to change how you think. You've got to believe. Open your mouth. Come on. Let the truth of God confront your mindset. In the truth of God, confront your strongholds. In the truth of God, confront your paradigms of thinking, your worldview. And let it be a thing that you believe in your heart. And you confess with your mouth. 
and you practice with your life. Truth, 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 truth. Will is guaranteed. It will protect you. It will protect you. My God, hallelujah, Jesus. Prostitutes, verse 26, reduces a man to poverty. And the adulteress steals your soul. She may even cost you your life. Prostitutes reduce a man to poverty. <laughs> your F body, your side thing, your side chick, um, the girl you go to, just the bruv reduces you to poverty. Steals your soul. Imagine. We're arguing about soul ties. This, this one here. She's taking your soul, bro. <laughs> She's stealing your soul. Your soul is gone. Hallelujah. L-O-L. She may even cost you your life. She may even cost you your life. She may even cost you your life. The Hebrew phrase here, literally translated, she hunts for your precious soul. She wants your will, your mind, your emotions. She wants to kill you. <laughs> what did Lucrece say? She's a killer. Anyways, fab. Guys, 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 guys. Time has gone. I'm gonna round up soon. But are we hearing God's word today? Verse 27. For how can a man light his pants on fire and not be burnt? Brothers, 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 you can't handle the heat. Brothers, you can't handle this thing. You can't. The lie of lust is that you can put fire on your lap and not be burned. Do you see it again? Self-deception. You see, lust has this thing of a moments of pleasure. But we all know how we feel afterwards. We know how we feel, how long it, it takes us to get back with God. We all know how it feels after. We all know. It's painful. It's costing us something. I was listening to Paul Washer years ago. He was talking about, you know, a godly husband and, and, and whatnot. He just spoke about, um, about being a man in ministry and whatnot. And then he said something. And some of you may, may argue, but I, I knew where he was speaking from, and I, I had to, I, and I bore witness to it. And he said, "Men, he knew, he knew a man of God, also man of God, and he fell into sexual morality. Yes, God forgave him. Yes, God healed him. Yes, God restored. But the man said, it's not the same anymore. It's not the same. It's not the same.' And I'm sure David would agree." 
that after Bathsheba, life was not the same. God forgave him. God gave him Solomon. God allowed his seed to inherit the, 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 to build a temple. God allowed Christ to come through the knowledge, the promise, the, 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 the inheritance, that the earth it was still there. But life was not the same. It cost him something. God said the soul will never leave your house. Paul said that this man of God said that it's just not the same anymore. It's not the same. And the Bible echoes that this sin of immorality is the only sin that we do that's against the body. Men, I'm not, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just trying to preach and teach reality to you. There is a price that we pay for this thing. You can't put fire on your lap and not get burned. Impossicant. Be encouraged. <laughs> Don't deceive yourself. You can't handle it. You can't handle it. That's for somebody today. You can't handle going to her house. You can't handle being alone with her. You can't handle being around her after a certain time. You can't handle it. And one of the marks of a mature believer is that there comes to points in your life where God says, I owe others can you cannot. There comes a part in maturity where I realize that there's a way that I live my life. There's a consecration that I have, Samson, that I can't touch unclean things. I can't drink wine because I have a particular covenant with the Lord. Others can, I cannot. And some of you men need to come to terms with this phrase. <laughs> Mofe, others can, you can't. Emmanuel, others can, you can't. Oscar, others can, you cannot. Abraham, others can, you cannot. End your comparison. End your comparison. We compare ourselves by ourselves and we are not wise. Wisdom is being able to heed the, the instructions of your father. And he's saying tonight, man, you can't handle the heat. Others can, you cannot. Stop deceiving yourselves. Stop deceiving yourselves. Stop deceiving yourself. I'm, I'm going to end here. I'm going to end here. I'm going to end here. Stop deceiving yourselves. Stop deceiving yourselves. Stop deceiving yourselves stop it stop deceiving yourselves stop it others can you cannot somebody hashtag that in the comments others can you cannot that is wisdom that is wisdom for your life learn to decipher the things in life where others can and you cannot the bible says that when you know the good you ought to do and you don't do it, to you, to you, it's sin. Sin, not mistake, not, oh, it just happened, not, oh, you know, God. Sin. Sin. You've missed the mark. Sin. The very thing that put your saviour on the cross. 
sin. You know what you ought to do and you don't do it. To you, bro, it's sin. It's sin. It's sin. It is sin. Now, what happens? What does that mean, Ayo? After tonight, since you've heard what I've said tonight, since what I have said are not lies and doctrines of devils, but the truth, you will be held accountable to what I have spoken tonight. You're without excuse. You've heard God loud and clear. And you choosing not to obey, not to apply, not to seek out further counsel, not to ask the Holy Spirit to help you live this out. Your, your refusal to obey and abide by these words tonight brings you into a, brings you into sin. I mean, that's not, let me touch on it. Brings you into sin. You know what you ought to do and you don't do it to you is sin. It's called the sin of omission. It's called disobedience. It's the same sin that we saw in the beginning of time. And I feel like this is what God wants to, this is what God wants to, hit, wants to, wants to bring home to us. We saw in the beginning of time. We saw in the Garden of Eden. God gave man instructions. Don't eat from this tree. Is eating from a tree inherently sinful? No, it becomes sinful when God says don't. And God is echoing tonight, man of God. That if you would abide in my truth, if you would do my truth, if you would practice my truth, it will protect you. God is saying you can't handle the heat. God is saying others can, you cannot. You, your refusal to heed these words, to only be a hearer and not a doer, brings you into self-deception. Brings you into sin. And guess what happened in the beginning? Adam took the fruit. God came to Adam, where are you? And he was hiding, guilty, shameful. How do you know that you're naked, Adam? Did you eat from the tree at not too? Yes, it was because of the woman you gave me. Let's break down for a minute because Adam didn't actually lie. Check it. Eve got deceived because Eve was operating not by first-hand knowledge, revelation, but information. The serpent went to her and compensated with her. The, the, Eve allowed the words of Satan to poison her heart and allow her to see what God saw as evil to now become good. Check it, guys. Every sin in your life starts with a conversation. Then she gave it to her husband. He was with her. He was passive. So every time in your life, men, that you become passive with the truth that you know, you end up in sin. But guess what happens when God calls man into account? 
he's quick to shift the blame and not take responsibility. How many things are in your life? What sins have you been committing that you're shifting blame on somebody else? How much sin in your life are you not taking ownership for? That's why it's still apparent in your life. That's why it still has a struggle in life. That's why that sin still has authority in your life. Because you're not willing to call it what God calls it. Call it what God calls it. It's sin. And he's made a way for you through the blood. I feel like God is echoing his sin. It's sin. It's sin. Some of us have been in sin so long, we call it weaknesses. It's not a weakness. We, we're in sin for so long, we will call it mistakes. We're in sin for so long. It's casual. It's well, it's been this way. It's sin. And the Bible says, sin shall have no dominion over you because you're no longer living by law, but you're under grace. And there is grace even now, tonight, to set you free from the power of sin. Romans chapter 6 verse 14. Grace of God has appeared unto all men. Titus chapter 2 verse 11. Teaching us how to live godly lives in a corrupt and evil age. There is a divine empowerment. Yes, Holy Spirit. There is a powerful endowment that comes from the spirit. It's called grace. It's called walking in the spirit. It's called being strengthened in your inner man by the might of the spirit. It's called now being a man who's been awakened and called to life in the spirit. Who now walks in the spirit and does not walk according to the flesh. It's called now accepting that there is a greater accountability that I have. There is a part of me that's been awakened to the reality of what is sin and what is righteousness. And yes, I have the power because of grace to reign in this life. Sin does not have to reign in me. No, the cross said that I can die to it. Paul said, I die daily. I'm in peril every hour. Paul said in Galatians 5.25 that those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh. Galatians 6.14 says that I have been crucified to the world and the world crucified to me. Guys, there is a death, yes, yes, that needs to take place today. Death to the old man. The Bible says in Romans 8 verse 12 or 13 that by the spirit we put to death the deeds of the flesh. Ha, 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 ha. This work is spiritual. Come on. You know what spiritual is? Practicing the word of God. Don't spookify it. Don't make it some airy fairy thing. A spiritual man is a man that does not live under his own rulership, but is ruled and governed and led by the spirit. Has ears to hear. Has a heart that is open. Has eyes that are open. Has the word of God rooted in him. That's a spiritual man. That's a spiritual man. That's a spiritual man. Don't spookify it. And if you're saved, huh? 
If you're saved, you have the Holy Ghost. And if you have the Holy Ghost, the Bible says if you walk in the Spirit, you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. I want to urge you men, wake up. Don't just be hearers. Don't just read the word. Live it out. Do the word. Hear the truth. Do the truth. Truth will protect you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. If you've been blessed, give me some fire emojis. If you've been blessed, say amen. If you've been blessed, hashtag others can, you cannot. If you've been blessed, hashtag take ownership. If you've been blessed today, hashtag man up, step up. If you've been blessed today, if you've been blessed today, even right now, by the grace of God and the leadership of the Spirit, tell God, I want to renew my covenant with you. I want to renew my vows to you. I want to renew my commitment to you. I want to renew my surrender to you. Come on, men. Right now, let's renew our vows to the Lord. Let's renew our commitments to him. Let's stay on track. Let's tell the Lord, help me in this area of frailty in my life. Help me in this area of sin in my life. Help me, Lord. I am open to your instructions. I am open to your instructions. I am open to your correction. I humble myself today. I humble myself today. And I receive with a gentle and humble spirit the word of God that is able to save my soul. Come on, men of God. Come on. There's, there, 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 I feel there needs to be a courage right now and a strength right now where we stand up, where God is coming to us like Joshua, and he's like, look, my friend, Moses is dead. Can you get up? No more mourning. No more staying there and thinking, oh, what it used to be like. I have given you strength. I have given you courage. I see you as a mighty man of valor, Gideon. You're not what you think you are. You're not a grasshopper. You're a mighty giant slayer. Ah, you're not a slave. You're not in sin. You are my beloved son. Rise up. Rise up. Rise up. Rise up. Rise up. You don't have to live like that anymore. And according to your faith tonight, men of God, that freedom that you want, that deliverance that you need, is available right now. Right now. Not by, a, not by goosebumps. Not by worship. Come on. Not by... No, 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 no. According to your faith, believe it and speak it. Tell your body, I am not bound to masturbation. Tell your eyes, I am not bound to pornography. Tell your soul, I am not easily seduced. Tell your body that I am a disciplined learner. I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. I live above this, not beneath this. Wake up to your heavenly reality, seated in heavenly places, far above principalities and powers and dominions. Do you know who you are, men? 
Don't let the lie of the enemy, don't let what you did last night, don't let what you've been doing for the last 10 years shape your identity. Your identity is in truth. And if you're his disciples, you will know the truth. You will abide in the truth. And the truth will set you free. Come on. Come on, men of God. Come on. Rise up. Rise up. Power of grace translates a sinner, a wretched man, into a sudden saint. Hey, my good God, uh, the, the, the power of the blood, hey, man, Shakaya, sets us free, cleanses us. God said that I'm not just going to give you righteousness, I'm going to give you my righteousness. The power of grace is that when we pray, we pray in his name. Not by saying in his name, but we pray in his name. By when God sees us, he sees his son. Hey, can, hey, 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 some of you are still depressed, are still down over sins that God cannot remember anymore. Can I tell you something, man of God? That when he forgives you, he throws your sins into the sea of forgetfulness. God is not remembering you and is not treating you, as Psalms 103 says, according to your sins, according to your iniquities. That's why salvation is joyful. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord counts not against you. God has not counseled you. God has not counted you out. God is still for you. Nothing is separating from the love of God. He is committed to your sanctification. Therefore, commit yourself to his word. Come on, men. Tonight, we need to dress ourselves up and wake up. Sin has deceived you. Sin has made you feel that you can't get... No, 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 no. The Bible says, a righteous man shall fall down seven times. The number seven echoes perfection, completion. The Bible says, a man shall be an utterly perfect failure. He will fail. He will fail. He will fall. But he gets up again. Number eight. Number eight. And number eight says new beginnings. Number eight. Number eight. Number eight says that I can have a new life because I am a new creation in Christ. What's he saying? You will come to the end of yourselves where some of you are right now, and some of you are in self-pity parties and in dungeons and in pits. You've come to the end of yourself. And God is saying, by the words of grace, the same words I spoke to Lazarus to come forth, I speak to you now, brothers, come forth. And, and your ability to rise up and come forth comes from the ability of the power that's in my words. And when you come forth, Though you were dead, you're going to rise up into a new life. You are a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, <laughs> all things have become new. This is the gospel. Freedom. It was for freedom that Christ has set you free. Therefore, stand ye fast in your freedom. And no longer be subject 
to the yoke of slavery. Men, 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 can we no longer subject ourselves to slavery? Can we choose to walk in our God-bought, our blood-bought freedom? It cost him his life. Don't live beneath the promise. Don't, this is the promise. You can be free. No, no, this is the promise. You are free. Be free. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah.